Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. This week, my guest really has done Desert Island Discs. Not the radio show, but he lived on one. And we'll get to that. Quite quickly, I would think. Please welcome to my tunes, Rob Middleton. Hello, sir. Hello, welcome, and well, thanks for inviting me up. Good to have you here. The new album, Artifacts, uh, six tracks, isn't it? Yep. Well, we'll get on to that as well. But I teased with this desert island business, because although you were born on the Isle of Man, your parents took you away. Yeah, that's correct. I just had my third birthday in the late 1960s, and my mother and father had taken the decision to um, go up and live on the island of Inchmarnock, up the West Isles of Scotland, in the Firth of Clyde. Oh, so it's, it's well, okay, so it's not right up the top, it's in the Firth of Clyde. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Can I ask why? It's quite a long story. Yeah, well, we've got time. <laughs> they were fulfilling a lifelong ambition, really, and the opportunity just came for them to move up there and farm the island, which is roughly two miles long and about a mile wide. And they decided to um, take the family up there and put the roots down and farm it. And was it a tenancy? Yeah, we had it on a, a, like a, a rolling 20-year lease. And tell me again, how many people were there on the island? Just you guys? Yeah, the population was eight. At any one time, it would be eight. Eight? Yeah. I can't imagine it. I really can't imagine it. Were you lonely? No, not really. As I say, I was very young when we got there, so I grew up and the island was home and you just adapt to the surroundings. Looking back now, obviously, you know, we're surrounded with people all the time. You kind of miss people on a day-to-day -day basis, but back then, no, just uh, you just accept it. And how long were you there for? How many years? Roughly 20 years. <gasps> Good. Yeah. So you ended up being part of the farming world there, very much so. Yeah, we farmed it. It was an arable farm. So uh, it was full on, lots of work to do, and, uh, of course, everything that had to come and go had to be transported by boat. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, a diff different sort of time, but a great place to grow up. Absolutely uh, fantastic. And how did it come to an end? Um, well, the, we decided in the late 1980s that it was time to move on. None of us were getting any younger, as it were. So we, we then started to rent another farm on the adjacent island yeah. and uh, so gradually moved off then. And that opened up other opportunities to meeting people, so a bit of social outlet. And with the weather back then being so um, unpredictable... It just meant that life was getting a bit easier for everybody. And when did you get back here? I came for a week's holiday in August 1987. And it's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. Did it feel like coming home? Or I guess as you were only three when you left, maybe it didn't. No, we'd been down a few times on holidays because my mother's had relations down here in Douglas. And uh, we used to stay with them. But uh, there's something special about the Isle of Man. It sort of draws you back. People ask, you know, are you Scottish, are you English, are you Max? I consider myself an islander because yeah. I've always lived on islands. Yeah, There's something about so. that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Let's have your first piece of music. What's it going to be? Well, it was a real headache trying to sort out four pieces of music from a lifetime. But this one will always take me back to uh, walking around the south end of Inchmarnock after a particularly bad storm. I don't know where I'd heard this piece of music because uh, music wasn't really around us in our environment that much. This will always take me back to uh, walking around South End of Inchmarnock. It's got to be Fleetwood Mac, go your own way. Loving you 
If you were listening yesterday, you'd have heard how my guest, Rob Middleton, was taken away at the age of three with his parents and family. Off they went to an island and uh, pretty much stayed there for 20 years or thereabouts, a bit more even. But I want to know, Rob, how did you get into music? Because as you said, you, you wouldn't have gone down the local folk club because there wasn't one. <laughs> how, did it, how did it all happen? Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, for my 11th birthday, I received a mandolin. Uh, little bluegrass mandolin and through friends of people we knew I had just a handful of mandolin lessons to play bluegrass mandolin so that sort of gave me an outlet then to start listening to a bit more bluegrass music on the little cassettes you know the little 
C-180s and all that sort of thing, and uh, trying to learn bluegrass mandolin. And then that progressed to trying to play the guitar a little bit. Uh, my sister had bought a guitar. And over the years, it went from a six-string down to a five, down to a four. <laughs> so I learned on a four-string guitar, and that's my excuse. So, yeah, I was into music, and my brother, him and I, we used to write some quite uh, interesting sort of short songs. But, uh, yeah, they, they were all right, actually. But it had always been my ambition whilst walking around that someday I was going to try and make a record just with the sort of influences that were around my environment, from the west coast of the, the sounds of the breaking waves and the farming community and the sort of tough, tough exposure to life out on islands. I wanted to try and create that into some sort of music. But then, as I say, we moved off Inchmarnock and I ended up coming down here and we were out one night and met this girl and settled down and we've been married ever since. And um, it's been quite a long story, but music and wanting to make music's always been in my background. And did you form a, a collection of musicians here? Did you get together with people here? Was that really when it started to build? No, it was just an absolute coincidence, really. Our cooker broke down, basically, and we had to get somebody in to repair it. And we were advised to get a gentleman called Paul Kringle down to sort out our cooker. Whilst he'd done that, um, he spotted the guitar and the mandolin in the corner of our house. And we got chatting about music and he invited us along to the folk clubs. And after a few months of sitting around, I thought I'd really want to have a go at this. And um, yeah, that, that's how I got my foot sort of in the door of the, uh, the music scene. And a lot of people were very, very patient because to begin with, you know, it's all a learning curve. It's an absolute learning curve. I don't know what people are always made of it, but there was enough encouragement coming back to carry on. I think it's true for everybody. When you start, it's, you're nervous as anything. You played it so well when you were at home, and then you go out there to the folk club and it all falls apart a bit, and then it gets better. I think it's the same for all of us, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's a learning curve, yeah. and I think um, a lot of people don't always take the positives away even from the negatives, and they don't always understand that actually you're going to have setbacks along the way, and people are going to come out with some pretty odd comments, mm. but that's life. And if you take them too hard on the chin um, and pack up, you don't know what your potential might have been. So no. uh, I plodded on, and I've been very fortunate enough to meet the right people at the right time. And, um, yeah, we've got this um, six-track album out at the moment. So oh, we're going to talk so. about the album tomorrow, but for now we're going to get a bit rocky. Tell us uh, about your second choice. <laughs> well, this might come as a surprise to um, the people who, who know me from um, the music scene or bowls or my uh, love of history and metal detecting and things like that because they always think I'm a bit maybe quiet you know but I just had a birthday at some stage when we'd up on the island and I'd been given a little Sony Walkman you know the, the two battery job and I'd also got uh, given um, this album every time I hear this song to me I'm rowing between the two islands across to the next village you're just sitting in the boat ready for those opening bars and off you go. So this is it, really. It just takes me back to a moment in my life. It's ZZ Top. Give me all your lovin'.
This week on My Tunes is Rob Middleton. He's been on a desert island for a long time. He knows all about thinking how to plot a song and taking inspiration from nature around him. He's got a new album out, six tracks on Artifact. How long, Rob, has this been in the making, brewing, so to speak? A little while. Um, <laughs> this is actually the third little album or EP yes. that we've done. Um and I was fortunate enough to be introduced to a guy who 
has done a wonderful job engineering, producing, playing, mixing it, sorting out my music. And uh, I've got to say mega thanks to uh, Simon Harvey with his um, wonderful skills of wizardry and all that sort of thing to produce what I go in with a few ideas and some songs and the lyrics and the melody, and then we turn out this at the end. The first one we did was called The Longest Day, and there's a few a few more references to Scottish islands and island living and that side of things. And that then led on to Sea Serpents, which is a really nice piece of instrumental music, which uh, hopefully sometime in the new year will be coming out as another project. And then we did Big Fields, and each time we've done that, the songs have progressed with the project of the four albums. The songs have got better, the production's got better, um, my approach has got better, and Simon's had the patience of a saint to teach us a few skills, because when I went in, I was pretty kind of raw doing this. But you listen, you take advice, and you move on, and you you take the negatives and you push on forward. And so finally, it's been a sort of a, a stepping stone effect. These albums are slowly but surely getting getting better, I think. I mean, I remember the the very first one coming out, and, I, and we are where we are now. And I think the songwriting is like any art form. You hone it. You hone it. You listen to other people. You go back to what you wrote when you were younger. doesn't mean they're not good, but maybe you've got a different way of approaching the structure mm-hmm. of a song yeah. and where you put certain things and where you want to emphasise uh, the chorus or uh, whatever it might be, a certain line. Um, I, I always I used to help people, young musicians. I said, go and listen to Carol King's Tapestry <laughs> and then rethink everything because every one of her songs on that album stands out mm-hmm. on its own merit and it tackles each issue or each subject so beautifully. And I think you're achieving a lot of that with Artifacts because mm-hmm. you are giving us a taste of each emotion in that album. Well, that Yeah, that that's a very fair comment because I think music is such a big part of people's lives, either consciously or subconsciously. And as you grow up, obviously, your experiences in life change. Um, you meet different people. You're thinking about things in a different way. And you're trying to always improve your songwriting, your lyric writing, how you set about the setup of it. And yeah, I've learned so much. A lot of people ask me, Mark, what would you choose if you were doing this uh, show on the other side? In other words, you were interviewing me. And your next tune is a real strong contender for my four tracks as well. Tell us why you've chosen Hazel O'Connor. Just every so often, uh, you come across a song or you hear a song um, out of context, if you know what I mean, and it just stops you in your track. You You have to stop the car. You have to stop whatever it is you do and listen to it. And I remember the first time I heard Hazel O'Connor and Will You, and I just thought it was just such a beautifully constructed piece of music and ending with that saxophone, which is just amazing. So when we came to do Artifacts, I thought, I'm going to have a saxophone in here. And we uh, we brought Sue Harrison in to play on one of the tracks, which we'll come to. And, um, yeah, the saxophone is such a wonderful instrument it's so full of emotions it's um it's got light and shade in there it's just a wonderful instrument but hazel o'connor when she did this track i don't know if she realized just how iconic it really is it was just at the end of the sort of punk era so you got toyer and all the sort of sort of pop punk as it were they were just sort of fading out but this sort of drew a line underneath punk for me um, because it had that sort of feel to it but 
Ah, just a wonderful, wonderful piece of music. You drink your coffee and I sip my tea and we're sitting here playing so cool thinking what will be will be What's getting kind of late now Oh, I wonder if you'll stay now Stay now, stay now, stay now I'll win you just
all this week on MyTunes, my guest is Rob Middleton, an islander, a gardener, a songwriter, a musician. Rob, I'd like to start this final chat by asking you what drives you in your writing? I think when you go into music and things like that when you're younger, you go into it for different reasons. As we mature, as age and years go on, you're not in it for the fame or the fortune side of things. I think if you just wrote one song in your career, which somebody then can associate with the time in their life or whatever it happens to be in their life and so they can look back on, oh, that song takes you there, then that's a result. That's, that's all. It doesn't get better than that, does it? You know, that's true of what the song we played, uh, about the song we played yesterday, Will You, Hazel O'Connor, because that just stands up. And you say Hazel O'Connor, everyone will say, will you? Mm. Straight back to you. Yeah. And just, just, I mean, there's loads of other material, but that is the essence of that era for me. Mm-hmm. It just defines it. You mentioned Sue Harrison, lovely musician, love it a bit. Who else has been helping you out on the album? Well, Simon yeah. um, and myself, and that's we've sort of kept it to that. So Simon's done an awful lot of the uh, the drum sequences, the bass, setting the whole thing up, really. So, uh, yeah, hats off to Simon. Uh, people have been so encouraging with this project all the way along. Um, I'll say Paul Reynolds, um, in the early days it was uh, Dickie Kelly and other people like that. They've always encouraged me along to their gigs, so, you know, would you like a slot? And it's not easy for people to sit and listen to new music because most people go to listen to things that they know or yeah. can hum along to or tap their feet or whatever. I would love to be able to do cover versions of pe- other people's songs, but I can't do it. And when people say, we'd like to play in a pub or whatever, I'd, I would love to, but I physically can't do it. I can only do my own kind of music, which is a bit of a drawback, because then you end up having to do a half hour or a 40-minute slot of all your own music. So the audience, I've got to say a big thank you to them, because it's not always easy to listen to me saying, I've got this new song I want to try out or whatever. It's a, it's a big ask. But because of the venues we've got in Peel, like the Sailor Shelter in the summer, up at the Athel Room every other Friday in Peel, these are venues where you can go and try some, some new music out. And that's very precious. It is, and it's a commodity. You know, the Isle of Man's very, very fortunate. We've got these little venues which are they're like gold dust. You know, we've got to preserve them. It would be nice to have a bit more some investment possibly at some stage in them but when people go in with their own time setting up everything from setting up the chairs to putting up the microphone stands and then stripping it all down afterwards um for no financial gain they're just doing it because they love music and the audience are the same um and it would just it would be nice to think that in the years to come that uh, will carry on going so new artists can go out and experiment with their own material well we're just at the beginning of a new year what are your plans? Where where are we going? Well, we got the album. We, we, we got that. It's out there now. Band Camp and Elsewhere. Artifacts, Rob Middleton. Seek it out. Pay more than three quid. It's worth it. Bung a bit in the hat. It's worth doing. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, I'm actually quite a believer in um, having tactile things to handle. Um, so there are CDs, if people can remember CDs. There's some at Celtic Gold. Um, there's some down in the music shop, the Manor Music Shop in Peel. There's some down at the bookshop in Port Erin, and they've kindly stocked some uh, hard copies if you want to listen on CD. And I think the artwork and actually handling music is still a very important part of it. It's, it's part of the process. I've got a few ideas as a project. I have actually written a book, <laughs> but I'm not here to do that yet. It's finished. I just need some kind soul to um, sort out my awful spelling and grammar. 
but um yeah so that's another project for next year so uh, it might be a case that you you, know, you buy your book and you get your album free or vice versa <laughs> can i just ask you what what's the subject on of the book well, where we grew up on Inchmarnock, uh, we were fortunate enough to find some amazing artefacts, historical artefacts, and that's what gave me my love for history. And a lot of people kind of know me as a, a metal detectorist or a treasure hunter, and we found over the years there some amazing artefacts. I mean, we really did. And even now, I mean, that's what I do in my spare time, if I have any. I, I go seeking these um, important little items. So... We've worked with the museum here for a long time where we're recording these little things. Uh, we donate most of them into the galleries. So we're benefiting history and our culture because Manx culture and that, it's, it's so important to our soul. And people forget that. You know, there's a bit blasé, it's this, that. Actually, it's really part, part of our fabric of living on Isle of Man. And it's something I'm very passionate about, is our history. Um, so when I thought about writing this book, a few years ago when let's say we had more time on our mm -hmm. hands um somebody told me years ago rob you gotta write this book but i didn't want it to be a book about just living on inchmarnock and that side of things so what i've done is i've i've been finding things for 50 <clears throat> 50 years but don't tell everybody non-stop 50 years so i'm putting the all these finds cataloging them with the backstory behind each one in each chapter so we're going right from the Copper Age, right the way up to Victorian times, about significant finds in my life and how they've impacted my music, how it impacted our lives, and uh, that sort of way forward. I like it. So music, history, art, uh, your culture, your history, it's all part of what makes us tick. And well, it's good. thank you for a fascinating, lovely week on my tunes, some great tunes indeed. What's the final one? Again, this might surprise a lot of people. It's a song, to my mind, it's nearly the perfect song. Um, it's a great radio song, it's the right length, the video is slick. It's of its time, granted, but I think when they come to write the, um, the history of music in the last 200 years, we're going to have all the classics, we'll have the Beatles, we're going to have Simon Garfunkel, and so on and so forth, the great songwriters. But I think they will also have to put in Duran Duran, because when you listen to a Duran Duran album, there's so many different things going on there, it's never boring. But to my mind, when I go back onto my imaginary desert island, I take my four tracks. This is the outstanding one. It's Duran Duran and Save a Prayer. Perfect end to a great week. Rob, thank you. Thank you.
Save a Prayer. Duran Duran, chosen for us by my MyTunes guest all this week, Rob Middleton. And that new six-track album is available now. You'll find it on Bandcamp and in some local stores. It's called Artifacts and well worth a listen. Thank you for joining me, Mark Tiley. Do pop back for the morning show when you can, 9.30 until 12. Monday to Friday, Manx Radio.